0: Well, man, I favor nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing absent from your lives that are needed. Uh, Well, this is going to be a random thoughts, and man, I'm telling you, this is going to be like really random, but it's all interconnected. Isn't it funny how that all works? (laughs) Anyway, so all that being said, I come to you on the level I am plumb with my words, and I will leave you in the square. And I guess a better three times three, so would it be, but it's the fourth turning that releases the key. I am that. I am. And you are that. You are. And that is enough. Well, I guess this would be like Random Thoughts 56. Wow. Um, Sometimes the hardest thing for me to do for you all is to organize my thoughts currently into a pattern that you can recognize you know for me pattern recognition is just a matter of I see it I realize it and all the things that I have studied and all the tangentials that I have pulled in you know when you go to school and it doesn't matter what school you go to and and you know irregardless of how the education system has turned out they got this thing that's called over-learning. <coughs> Excuse me. If you want a 4.0 plus GPA like I had, yeah, I have the advantage of speed reading and near-eidetic memory. Um, but, uh, and it's coming back, slowly but surely, at least for current things and old things anyway. But uh, the curious thing with me is it's like, Overlearning is it used to be a taught process. So when you're studying something, you learn over and above what's in the books so that it's easier for you to answer questions and maybe even answer questions in a way that actually improves your outcomes, right? So for me, what happens is, is I have all these tangentials, I have literally overlearned everything that I possibly can. Why? Because that's the only way that the knowledge is gonna come. I do not want to believe or disbelieve anything. I want to know or not know. I mean, there's a interesting there's a really interesting thing that it's an old, old saying. It says a person who knows what they know and knows what they don't know is somebody who knows. So what happens with me is is that when I am trying to do one of these random thoughts of all these tangentials. Probably the hardest thing for me to do is to put it in a pattern that is a recognizable pattern for people who listen to me. Because um, there are times that my brain goes a lot faster than I can talk. And I can talk pretty daggone fast when I want to. I mean, it just, just flat out. I have a special message for those who might be listening to me, listen very carefully, now, there are others who may not have any idea what I'm speaking of, but that's fine, this isn't for everybody, ich kann etwas Deutsch sprechen, aber ich bin bereit, wieder zu lernen, du sprichst gut Englisch, es ist zit für dich unter dem is und just des it's this meek besuchen dein weissen und mein muster konig muster er konig mein fräis leben im land der Zwie Stein und siegs finger Und die Rustung des Rooms Es ist an der Sit Dass wir Meinender sprechen es their seat. Rustung des Rus Rooms Perdon Rooms. Es ist an der Sieg, dass wir miteinander sprechen. Dein Antimaterie, Staub aus Stahl, ist mir nicht entgangen. Danke. Und kommen her. Bitte. Now, many of you all have no idea what I just said. (laughs) However, those who should know what I just said will know. I'm sure that's going to get me flagged all to hell. But I really don't care. It's about time, right? So, random thoughts, y'all. Random thoughts. And I realize I screwed that all up because my speech they'll get it, but I haven't, I haven't spoke Alton Deutsch for years, you know, my, my uh, late wife passed in 2006, so I'm looking at like 17 years since I spoke, 16 years, just over 16 years since I actually spoke all the time, um, so, you know, they'll, they'll get it. They might have to play it a couple times and laugh at my pronunciations, but it's all good. The people that need to hear it will hear it because they monitor everything. Unter die Isse. Anyway, Unter die Isse. Und im das Wasser. All right, so that being said, my random thoughts are really random, y'all, because what happens is I get all these tangentials that come into my brain, all right? They come into my brain, and it creates all different kinds of, of patterns and tangentials. And My biggest trouble is trying to organize things for you. Most of the time, if I just let things flow the way that I let them flow, it works out great. If you go back to the very first podcast I did and you're not interested in the injectomania okay fine whatever I don't care the injectomania those specific injectomania and current events podcasts I've done were for a reason all right a lot of the stuff that is current events fits with the old patterns and you know sometimes I just get hanked off and I want to vent so I vent and by venting I let you know that you're not the only one seeing these things all right so a lot of that but if you go back through and you just throw out all the current event stuff and you start with uh, TV programming, and you come through. I've got uh, occulted history way back when, when I first started. And then i got more occulted history later. Um, I've got uh, the Real Great Resets. I've got the Twelve Tribes of Ethiopia. I've got They Never Left. i got Who Won World War Two, which is just as current today as, as it was then. Um, then i got one that's called the Black, Black Guthoth Aramon and A.I., and then I got one that's the uh, AI and, and the human area. See, here's the thing. If you don't go back and listen to my old podcasts, even at one and a half or one and three quarter speed, you can pick it up. All right. Because of the way this recorder works. At one and a half or one and three quarter speed, you can pick it up. And then what you do is if you catch something, you back up to it. and Say, oh, now, wait a second. All right. I'm good with that. But And I don't want you to waste your time on me, folks. I really don't. If you can listen to me at one and a half and one three-quarter speed, two times speed, and you can pick up on what I'm saying, man, have at it. But if you are just now catching me, you have missed so much information relevant that I don't know what to tell you. Because it goes all the way back to TV programming, which is a technological thing that explains the reason why a lot of people are the way they are today. But then you've got the holographic humanarium. And then you've, got a, then you've got all these things about Aramon and it's a way of presenting information, all right? You come all the way through. I've got a culted history. I've got a more I, – I, I don't even know where to start with you all, okay? But now, here's some other things that you don't realize. You know, there's a lot of people who will throw out the baby with the bathwater, and they do it continuously. And it just frustrates me to no end because no matter what source you're going to – You know, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of sources that you go to that will put intentional lies in with the truth to muddy everything. They've been paid to do it. It is a process. Either that or the research that they were using was that way already. So if you are someone who has just now found me, please go back. You know, I... I don't make any money off of these if you download them. I don't make any money off of these if you listen to them ten times. All right? I don't. I don't care what podcast your site you're on. If you go to my Spreaker page, which is Spreaker.com, Raven Kiefer, no apologies. If you go to Spreaker and download these, I don't make any money, you all. I am completely unmonetized. So it doesn't matter how many times you listen to them online. But if you're going to listen to them several times, I just say download them. That way you're using the data once. Okay? Just download them and listen to them in order. You know? And the way that you do that is you, you know, download them in reverse. And then as they fill in the spaces, they stack up one on top of each other in most programs or download four or five of them right down where you left off and go to the next, you know, after you listen to those. But my whole point here is if you're just now joining me and just now found me, you have missed esoteric and occult bombs that I have been dropping for two years now, over two years. You know, the injectomania stuff is just what it is. It's current event things, and it's stuff that was relevant. But it's also part of the same pattern. I mean, I'm just saying. But even more importantly is the occulted history, the Aramon connections, the solar connections. You know, I've got one that's the earth, the sun, and you. Um, It's kind of a joke that I've done, but it actually is quite relevant if you start looking at ancient history and oral traditions and written text and even... Even uh, uh, graphic reliefs carved in stone. I mean, why would somebody do this, go out of their way to carve this in stone, if they didn't want us to know, right? <clears throat> but then you have other people that there's this constant thing that people want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, let me give you an example, Edgar Cayce, you know, the sleeping prophet. Well, people, you know, oh, well, I don't believe in any of that stuff, okay? Uh, I didn't ask you to believe or disbelieve, no or don't. You can take the things that Edgar Casey talked about and uh, you start doing side research. And all of a sudden, the stuff that Edgar Casey was talking about points you in a direction, you know, points you in a huge direction. You now, he talks about the Great War of Renown was 50,000 years ago. How many times in my podcast have you heard me say that I think the... Great catastrophe, the one that threw us back into this repeating cycle, was at least 26,000, if not 52,000 years ago. All right, something was going along just fine. There were some events and some cataclysms, and blah blah blah. Everything was going along just fine. And honestly, best guess I can give you is 52,000 years ago, the War of the Men of Renown happened. Atlantis sank. Africa rose. The middle of the North American plate rose. So the ocean drained out of North Africa, the Middle Sea, and the ocean drained off the middle part of the United States and left us this what we call the Southwestern Desert, all the way up into Colorado even. And how do we know this? Well, I have talked about the occulted history. At one time, that was all underwater. How do we know? Because of the layers of coral up in Colorado, right? It's just so simple. The layers of coral up in Colorado. So, all that being said, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. A lot of times, these people that you think are just way off base, um, you take what they say, and you're like, okay, this could be legitimate. Let's see where it leads me. And then you start making cross-connections to other texts, other people, other small things that have been revealed over time. You know, Edgar Cayce says, 50,000 years ago, Atlantis sank. Atlantis, the one out in the Atlantic Ocean, sank. Right? But he talks about the automatons. He talks about the AI. He he talks about the weapon. All right? All right. Well, then you listen to me, and I tell you, you know, it's the two eye stone, is what they call it. But it's probably the best pronunciation, two eye. But it's a stone at the top of a tower that uh, generates energy. But they created, quote unquote, created a field to destroy this and that and the other. Two factions at war. Well, seems like we've been in this weird loop ever since. And it keeps tightening up you know, like a spiral. There's a spiral that you see everywhere. But anyway, my whole point here is that I have said 26, either 26 or 52,000 years ago is when this all happened. The major thing happened that put us into this flip. I don't know any other way to describe it. But then you, people, there's a guy named Robert Seffer, S-E-F-E-R. All right. Now, I hear a lot of people complain because he skips over things that a lot of us know because of all of the extra research that we do, right? Well, listen, Robert Seffer is out there presenting information that nobody else will present, all right? That's just it. He is out there pulling up information, historically occulted information. That nobody else will present, but he has to do it in a way that is not going to be such a high shock value that people won't listen. He's got a very different method than I do. He wants to slow play poker, all right? Because a lot of people who listen to him really enjoy his shows. And I'm sorry, but I've seen the comments on his shows that he does. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, that's really neat, great entertainment, but they don't take it seriously. It's just good entertainment. Why? Because the minute they get done listening to him, because it's entertaining, they turn on their damn TV and go right back to the TV programming. Now, that brainwashing psychological warfare shit that comes through their TV. So, they listen to him, and it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty neat. Tink. This is blah, 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 bringing you the latest, you know. And once you get into that hypno TV shit, you're done. Because anything anybody presents to you, that is contradictory to what that damn black box says to you with all its technology and art and science, you know, it's magic. It's technology with art and science to keep you brainwashed and the frequencies of it. You know, let me go back to what I said, frequency and brainwash frequency and brainwashing. It's another proxy that here, here, all these podcasts, man, you got to go back to the beginning and come up to where I'm at now, because if you don't, a lot of stuff I talk about, you'll never get And I'm sorry to say that, unless you've researched like me, most of what I'm going to say now is not going to make a whole lot of sense to you. I'll tell you right now, y'all, if you hear noise in the background, I am not in my normal place uh, situation today. But anyway, Robert Seffer, S-E-F-E-R. You'll find him on YouTube. I'm amazed. I'm honestly amazed the stuff that he has been able to put up on YouTube and it's been kept there. Um i got a feeling it's going to get stripped off. Something else I want to point out to you. They're passing this damn House Resolution bill off as the anti-TikTok bill. All right? While This is random thoughts. While I am talking, I need to point out to you all that nowhere in that stinking bill is TikTok or the owner of TikTok mentioned. It is a cutoff switch. They want the authority to cut off all communications between anyone, anywhere Anytime. So we can't get information from Europe. They can't get information from us. We can't get information from, from Australia. They can't get information. From, it is literally an authorization to cut off all communication from one country to another. But only the United States. So that means that they're wanting to isolate the people of the United States from all incoming information. And to prevent us from getting information out. That should scare the living fuck out of everybody. They want to actually pass legislation. They're saying, oh, it's a TikTok ban. No, it's not, you all. You need to read it. What it says is is that they can cut our communications off to specific countries, and they can cut specific countries' communications off to us. Basically, what they're wanting to do is put a fence around the communication of the people inside the United States so that we can't scream for help and nobody can tell us they need it. Basically, it'll allow them to do whatever the fuck they want and wherever they fucking want, including in the United States, and nobody else will know about it. Because we won't be, I mean, they're already screwing. Look, I used to be able to watch Le Monde. I used to be able to watch Deutsche Welle television. All right? I used to actually be able to watch their programs in France and Germany online. When they used to flip that switch under Obama all of a sudden all i got was the american version of the shit i don't even get bbc i get bbc america i get deutsche Deutschevela america i get Lamoned america i don't get their stuff all right it's been that way ever since obama well no it was before obama whoever the fuck was before him because i really don't remember obama being in there um but my whole point here is is I used to love I love I used to enjoy watching news from Germany in German in French. I used to watch Italian news. Well, after they flipped that switch and put their new DNS server protection in, all of a sudden all I got I couldn't even get out Jazeera. I got out of Jazeera America. Alright? So if you all think that you're getting Poichevelle or Le Monde or Al Jazeera or El El, El El Italiano, you're not. You're getting the American version of it, which is usually designed for American populations living within the country. Except for it doesn't even tell you what the sh- it doesn't tell you what they're telling their own people. So if you're not watching their show you're not getting the same information as their own people are alright that's the reason why I watched those programs back in the day is because I didn't give a rat's ass what the United States was saying because I could listen to Deutsche Welle and they'd say just the freaking opposite of what CNN, MSNBC, Fox CBS, ABC and NBC said just the opposite that's the reason why they didn't want me to be able to see it anymore this House resolution, the anti-TikTok bill, which doesn't say anything about TikTok, or the owner, or Chinese, is not anti-TikTok. It is blocking all communications from outside the United States from getting in, and it's blocking all communications from the United States getting out on the internet or any other way, all right, and it falls underneath a, a, a freaking dumbass ministry. You have people like Manly Hall, Rudolf Steiner. You'll find them on my YouTube channel Raven Kiefer YouTube, all right? You will find a whole playlist of Manly Hall, his his presentations that he did in California. You'll find audio files of the presentations that Rudolf Steiner did, all right? They have translated from German to English. And there, it's the Rudolf Steiner Audio Press. Okay, um, it's all in English. You can listen to it. You don't have to read it. Okay, you don't have to know German. And it's an amazing set of presentations. You'll find two different playlists for Rudolf Steiner on my YouTube channel. All right, you'll find the ones that I, I find. You'll find the ones that I found most important in one playlist, and then you'll find the general play playlist under the Rudolf Steiner Audio Press. All right, I did differentiate between just general content and the content that I found most pressing. All right, you got the Theosophical Society under uh, Blavatsky. All right, there's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with, but if you read those Seventh Ray books or ha- listen to the audio books, you will pick up a lot of esoteric and occulted information in and amongst the horseshit. All right. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater or you lose way too much. All right. Now, next thing I'm going to address is Hawass over in Kush. All right. If you don't know who Hawass is, he's the jackass. Now, here's the real interesting thing. The two people who have lied the most about, quote unquote, Egypt there in North Africa were financed by the Edgar Casey Foundation. Really? So they were put through school and sent over there by the Casey Foundation, and they have been total dicks and lying ass sons of bitches ever since they got there. And it's real simple for me, you all. The land of Kush, the territory, the region, the nation of the Kushites, went all the way through Egypt into Saudi Arabia. All right. That was all Kushite territory. It was the land of Kush. It was not Egypt. It never was Egypt. That is the land of Kush. Those are Kushites, not Egyptians. I will say that a thousand times until people understand what I'm saying. Which is the reason why it's very important to go back and listen to my podcast about the 12 tribes of Ethiopia, Because if you understand what the real 12 tribes were, they were not what you think that exists in Israel today. The 12 tribes were dark-skinned people of various shades. And they owned all of Africa. Because Africa was not called Africa. It was called... Ethiopia. We should tell you something about the Ethiopians that they keep trying to kill. Alright. Along with everybody else that's still there. But, uh, you know, I've covered that 12 tribes of Ethiopia. But where they say Egypt is today is a lie. Always has been. Always will be. That's the reason why the pyramids and the Sphinx ...are roughly 26,000 years old. Maybe older. Not sure. The survivors of the sinking continent of Atlantis... ...out in the Atlantic... ...created those monuments. I don't know what they were trying to stave off. Maybe they were trying to rebalance things... ...after they used their weapon... ...and destroyed all the shit. Right? I have no idea. You had two groups... That's the reason why you had the War of the Men of Renown, all right? So somewhere between twenty-six and 52,000 years ago, those pyramids were built. Those pyramids were built. Now, I have to say, there's no way for us to actually date anything. I want to be very specific about this. I am using a timeline the best that I possibly can. It could have been 520,000 years ago, all right? But there's no way for us to know because the disturbance was so great that it threw everything off. It shifted continents, y'all. It raised some, lowered others, and as far as we can tell, it moved planets. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. We're still inside of a humanarium, so it doesn't, I mean, it's all relevant. Um, what they did disturbed the electromagnetic functions, and it screwed all kinds of stuff up. All right. Um so let me go back to what I said. Egypt is not Egypt well quote unquote. Where they claim Egypt is today in North Africa was never Egypt, just like Saudi Arabia was never Egypt, just like Mecca. Alright. All that was Kush. The kingdom of Kush not Egypt never was never will be doesn't take much to figure it out either 12 tribes of Ethiopia all right now pyramids power grids and the sphinx all right we I've already talked about the halls of Amenti I've got a podcast that I did talking about Thoth and the AI all right um interestingly enough they're talking about the Sphinx hiding the records from Atlantis, right? It's not the one that they assembled in Cush. All right? It's not that one. Just can't can't be because that is in Cushite territory. Now, don't, I'm not saying that survivors from the continent in the middle of the Atlantic didn't go there. What I'm saying is, is it's not very likely that anything actually is there. Three reasons. Napoleon was sent there. He, he didn't just go there just because he needed to. That was so far out of his damn way. Why would he bother? He was sent there. What did he say? History, once written, makes truth irrelevant. All right? He was no different than any other no different than any other. He was being used. He went. He was sent into the Koosh territory in order to find out what was there and to destroy shit. You know, you don't take cannons down to a place that you're not even at war with and shoot shit with it and blow up statues. Everybody says, oh, well, that statue looks like it was hit with a weapon. Well, yeah, it was. Probably multiple times. Hmm. Now, why would... Why would... The... Habsburgs and Merovingians insist that Napoleon spread his forces out and go into an area and blow up ruins. You know, it's no different than the Taliban blowing up ruins, or ISIS or ISIL blowing up ruins. They are being paid to do it. Um, but anyway, let's talk about pyramids, power grids, and the Sphinx. All right, we know that there's a Sphinx in the Everglades. We also know that there's a lot of Sphinx symbology. They say it's Jaguar. Um, There's a lot of Sphinx symbology in Central America and Southern Mexico, especially along the Yucatans Peninsula, all right? Um, But we also know that there's a Sphinx just off, you know, in the deep water of the Everglades. We also know that the pyramids, Now, see, here's the other thing people don't understand, and I have tried to point this out numerous times, okay? Ghislaine Maxwell... And Epstein had that island down there. Where did they get their money to buy that island? Y'all aren't thinking far enough ahead. Who has enough money to buy an island and put Mossad on the island? Let alone the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell had a submarine with diving, with a underwater diving bay. All right, it actually had it actually had a diving bay. Which meant they didn't have to surface for the divers to go out. They could pressurize and go out of the hole, back into the hole and re and repressurize or depressurize. My whole point here is they have been working those pyramids off of Bimini for decades. And you all were completely oblivious to it. They want you to think about the, and don't get me wrong, any sex trafficking or underage trafficking or any of the shit that was going on is bad enough. But that was a distraction. That was the thing that everybody would look at and ignore the fact that this woman had a submarine with a diving hole built into it. Now, how the hell does a woman like her get a submarine complete with a pressurization, depressurization pressurization depressurization diving hole for deep water diving they don't have to come to the surface so they can just pick shit up off the surface they can explore all they want inside the pyramids and the structures down there and nobody ever see them doing it y'all you know patterns 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 I call it the great hiding All right. The great hiding from Napoleon today, all the stuff that came out of the uh, Yucatan Peninsula in in Mexico, down through Colombia and Central America and parts of South America. uh, I call that the great hiding. You know, by the time they reveal, by the time they reveal what they found, it's decades later. You want proof? They use side scan radar in the 60s and 70s. From aircraft, they used side-scan radar imaging, all right, S-S-R-I. They used side-scan sc- side radar imaging from aircraft in order to find ruins. And then, everywhere they found them, you know, let's talk about El Salvador. The, the CIA went into El Salvador. They went into San Salvador, El Salvador. They went into Ecuador. Bolivia, Belize, Nicaragua, Honduras. They went everywhere that they found ruins. And they have been in there since the 70s, you all. I talked about this in another one of my podcasts. The the, the CIA operations, you know, they called them, you know, Special Operations Group or Special Operations Forces, whatever. Yes, they had military goals uh-huh. over in... in uh, Cambodia and Laos. But they were using side-scan radar in Cambodia and Laos in order to find the ruins and get operations groups in there to get the stuff out of there before it got revealed after the war. Alright? What is the special operations group in the CIA got to do with anything? I have to go back and point out again the pattern. The Nazis before the nazis it was the jesuits all right before the nazis it was the jesuits going everywhere and destroying everything that they possibly could and collecting everything that they could so that you would never see it it's called occulted history for a reason they hid it but the nazis were different they went all over the world y'all they went to antarctica they went to tibet and nepal and the Himalayas and Siberia—they went anywhere that they could possibly go before the war. They were even doing this stuff before World War One. There are some days, you all, you just don't have any clue. Some days, and when I'm not in my normal place for recording, it's a pain in the ass. Let's just say it the way it is. All right, so we got the we got the. Anyway, the Nazis went everywhere. I mean, literally, they went everywhere they possibly could. The Nazis were here in the United States, you all. They were all over the southwest of the United States. Did you all not know that? They were in the Grand Canyon. They were in Arizona. They were in New Mexico, Denver. They were in all over Colorado. They were all the way up into Montana and and Idaho. So what the hell were the Nazis looking for before we went to war with them? Huh? In the exact same places that I'm always talking about, the Grand Canyon, all the way up through Colorado, all the way down to Mexico. Yes, they were in Mexico too, you all. They were everywhere that we've been since. Why? Because there's no difference, you all. When this paperclip project happened, the CIA was created from Nazis. Not Americans, you all. The CIA is not an American organization. The CIA has always been paperclip Nazis just like the KGB has always been paperclip Nazis and they have always been working towards the same goal what the hell is this place and how the hell do we get out of it all right it's that simple what the hell is this place and how the hell do we get out of it I go back to the Gnostics I go back to Rumi I go back to all kinds of people who say this place is a dream this is a holographic humanarium and what the fuck are we doing in here all right it's that simple The Nazis, if anybody, you know, you talk about their occult and their real and their fuel societies and all that other shit. But if anybody on the planet understood with actual knowledge what the hell was really going on, it would have been those at the higher echelons that were accumulating all that information. All right. Like me, don't like me. I'm not pulling any punches. I have always told you all, I will tell you what I know. And you can take it or leave it. Don't believe or disbelieve me either. No or don't. The Nazis of all people, not, not the Jesuits even. Now the reason why I gotta differentiate between the Jesuits and the Nazis at this point is because at some point in time, those in Germany figured out they were being screwed. You know, Operation High Jump was right after World War Two. And they sent Admiral Byrd down there hoping that he could unentrench the Germans that got down there to the New Schwabenland and etc. Alright. Um, the Antarctic Treaty was signed after the KGB was fully in effect, MI6 and the CIA and Mossad, all right. Once those organizations were fully in staffed, then we got the Antarctic Treaty. Why? Because everybody knew. Everybody knew that World War I and Two, especially World War II, was not lost by the Germans. World War II was actually won by the Germans. And the interesting thing is, is that they had even went against, against their funders. You know, I have told you how many times that Adolf Hitler was a Rothschild. He was a Habsburg. But here's the thing. They wanted the Nazis to gather up all this occult and esoteric information, and the fuel and the vil, real societies were formed. And what happened was, is these two groups got together and they said, wait a second, we're being sucker-played, just like, just like Napoleon Bonaparte was sucker-played right it's <laughs> like mao was suckered you know it would not take very long for those guys with their intelligence to realize that mao was played just like uh, the communist party in china is being played right now just like the people of russia are being played right now you know? you know you can say whatever you want say whatever you may but i have said it how many times if the bank controls the country then the country is controlled. It doesn't matter what they say, what they do. Well, Hitler was controlled by the banks, by the Rothschilds, by the Habsburgs and the Merovingians, just like Napoleon was, just like Mao was. Except for these guys figured out something. We're being set up. Mao was set up. Stalin was set up. Lenin was set up. Napoleon was set up by these fuckers. For their own benefit. They wanted to wipe out who they wanted to wipe out. And then when they got done with you, they were going to kill you. Right? That simple. They were going to betray you in some way. Look at the Soviet Union. As soon as the communists destroyed the Soviet Union, the banks moved in and destroyed the communists. All right? So, there's a lesson for you in China, y'all. Look what they did to Russia. And if you're working with Russia now because the bankers are telling you to, remember what they've done to Russia. Remember what they've done to the United States. Remember what they did to Europe for centuries. Because as soon as these cocksuckers have played you out, they're going to do the same thing to you. All right? So what happened was is the Germans figured out they were being suckered. So the Germans, without anybody really knowing, went and did their own thing. And I'm telling you right now, there is not one country on Antarctica that has any say as to what happens there or doesn't happen there. I'm telling you right now. You you can talk about the Antarctic Treaty from now until hell freezes over. But I will tell you this. When they found that ark that blew up, wherever the hell it was, Lebanon, I think. When they found that, they had to take it immediately and give it over to somebody in Antarctica. Well... I will tell you who it is. It's the descendants of World War II Germany. (laughs) They're the ones that have the power. Now, where did they get it from? Did they get it from somebody else? Have they made contact with somebody else? I, I couldn't tell you that. There's no way for me to know. But I will tell you this. The most powerful people on the planet are the survivors of World War II Germany. The technicians, the scientists, the military people. They are the most powerful people on this planet, not the United States, not Russia, not China, not, not even Israel, all right? And I'll tell you how I know this is because the crafts that they were developing during World War II can fly over our nuclear arsenal and turn them on and turn them off at random whenever the hell they feel like it. <laughs> then I got thinking about, you know, Sabe, the Bigfoot, and Hanuman. Hanuman had a whole tribe of people in India that retreated and vanished. Right. And then, and don't get me wrong. These, the Hanuman people have been seen forever. It's not like they were never seen. I mean, we've got stories about Hanuman's people being recruited as, as the ultimate uh, fighting force in, in Africa. All right. And we got stories about them being recruited in other places and betrayed. All right. But it, it, I find it most interesting that the sightings of the Hanuman people started again after World War II. In exponentially higher numbers. Isn't it convenient that the people of Hanuman to the Sabe were all of a sudden everywhere again after World War Two, Everywhere. And something else to point out to you all is that prior to world war ii anything that was found that was off the historic timeline was taken to uh, pennsylvania university the smithsonian and the london museum all three of those were under jesuit control all right flat out you can say whatever you want about william penn but william penn was a jesuit flunky all right that's all he ever was a jesuit flunky So you had the Penn University, you had the Smithsonian, which is a Jesuit institution, and the Museum of London, which was fully under the control of Jesuits, the Habsburgs and the Merovingians, all right? Anything that was found that was contradictory to the history they were wanting you to teach, or wanting to teach people in general, um, which is total bogus bullshit, anything that they were wanting to teach, anything that was found contrary to what they wanted you to believe, notice how I said that, want you to believe, was taken to one of those three institutions, the Smithsonian, Pennsylvania University, or the Museum of London, where it could be hidden. All right? Vatican, yes, that too. But I'm just saying, um, after World War II, things that were being found were not being taken to these museums. All right? I'm just saying, not being taken to these museums. As a matter of fact, if you start looking into it, you'll find out these these museums and these institutions that were pre- World War II, storage houses for occulted history. All of a sudden, they don't have the shit anymore. Best example I can give you again is the fact that they had to supplicate themselves and take the uh, ark that they found. This is the closest description I can give you to what exploded. Um, and I swear it was Lebanon, y'all. But anyway, when it exploded, they had to, they had to take it down, and they actually used a rabbi, a Catholic... And a um, Eastern Orthodox priest to take it to Antarctica and give it over. All right. Now, who the hell are they given that over to in Antarctica? I would say it was the survivors of Germany from World War II that have built their civilization down there, and or the people that the Germans came in contact with. Um, I have the document showing the U-boat's description, the U-boat captain's description of how to go down through the river and come up, all right? But there are also numerous, numerous documents stating that the Germans were in contact with somebody, I don't want to say extraterrestrial, because that would not be correct in the terms that you think but i could say extraterrestrial in the terms that i've always used which just means they're not from the continents that you and i know about how's that for a way to describe it is this really i mean th- i think extraterrestrial is actually a better term it means that they are from lands that are not part of our normal knowledge hmm. antarctica would be a very good example of that Antarctica is extraterrestrial to most people because most people don't realize that there are warm places there. There are literally, (laughs) there are literally spaces under the ice big enough for, for small states, small provinces to be there, right? One thing about me that's never changed, I've always said, don't pay attention to what you've been taught to believe. When people are selling you a belief system, or they're harping on it so much and repeating it so much, you have to ask why. Why do they want you to believe this instead of having knowledge, especially when they know it's not accurate? good example is Egypt versus Kush. Anybody who does any research beyond the education system knows that everything on the northeast corner of Africa all the way into Saudi Arabia was Kush, not Egypt never was Egypt, never will be Egypt, it is and always will be, Kush. Uh, Now, and the fact that they took all those uh, uh, von de Belt, von de Belt, um, took all those ships and trains and moved all that ship from California under the secrecy of their shipping around and, and across the railroad at the Isthmus of Panama. They used all those ships to move everything across Panama and through the Mediterranean and over into the, or through the Mediterranean and, and over to Kush Why would they feel the need to take all those relics and put them over there? Uh, hmm. And so far we have not found anybody in the graves in Kush that were not Kushites. Ever. Ever. When it's actually dug up and somebody actually has the footage, it's interesting too that if independent people find something, it looks completely different than what you've been presented by the Egyptianologists. I'm sorry, if you're an Egyptologist, you ought to be working out here in the southwest of the United States from the Mississippi River all the way to the, the Rio Grande. Uh, the Egyptian Delta is right there below New Orleans, and there's pyramids down there to prove it. Um, if you're over there where Hawass and those jackasses are, that's Kushite lands. You should be a Kushitologist. Uh-huh. Kushitologist? I don't know how the hell you'd say it. <clears throat> Probably one of the greatest lies you've ever heard is, is that that is Egypt. No. takes no time at all to find the maps that point out that that is Kush. Um, And historically it's Kush. Um, You know, clever disclosures. I'm going to go through this real quick. Clever disclosures. There are a lot of fiction books that have been written through the years. A lot of fiction books. I would suggest that you might want to check out Houdini's book that he wrote with H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. I didn't even realize that, you know, I'd read that book a long time ago, and I never realized that H.P. Lovecraft was attached to it. I always just thought it was neat that uh, Harry Houdini wrote a book. I thought, man, Harry Houdini wrote a book. Wow, that's pretty cool. It was written in 1924, by the way. I don't know. You should be able to find a digital copy of it online. I just had no idea that H.P. Lovecraft was connected to it. Another hmm. interesting thing, too, is Harry Houdini went and visited Ed, Edgar Casey. I find that to be rather curious as well. But my whole point here is, is that uh, Harry Houdini wrote a, a really interesting book, 1924. And H.P. Lovecraft was involved in writing it. So something you might want to check out. What I'm trying to point out here to you is, is that there are a lot of... Very strange coincidences and tangentials that connect to everything that I've already been telling you. It's not like I haven't been telling you all along. I just keep bringing more stuff in because I keep trying to expand the tangentials. If you haven't listened to my old podcast, the tangentials that I've been on for the last 8 to 12 months might just keep be beyond. Without hearing the originals, you won't understand the new stuff unless you're like me and you've done a lot of research, I'm just saying the whole point that I'm trying to get at is, 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 uh, yeah. The number one thing that should tell you all listening to me that you have been lied to and lied to consistently is the continent of Ethiopia, the 12 kingdoms, tribes of Ethiopia. And the fact that they are trying to sell you that Egypt Egypt is in Kush. No. That whole place was Kush until they used a Kushite merchant under the auspices of the Jesuit merchants, the Venetians. Kazarians, Habsburgs. Um they used a merchant family, which Mohammed was from, to destroy the Kushites take all their land and, and utterly decimate them. It's it's a fact. Muhammad was no friend to the people of Africa or or Arabia. Muhammad was a Jesuit traitor to his own people, the Kushites. And uh, like I said a hundred times before, I am not sorry for speaking the truth. But I do apologize for making those who follow Muhammad angry by telling the truth. His family were Kushite merchants, which meant he was a very, very, very well-educated person. But he, his family had to trade with the Venetians and the Jesuits. All right. What were the Jesuits at the time? And in order to do so and to be profitable and not probably murdered, he had to do what they asked. So they created Islam for you all. And they used a Kushite to betray the Kushites with their new invention, Islam. You know, the uh, stone at Mecca that everybody dances around, the cube, is actually a Kushite relic. It has nothing to do with Islam. It was stolen by Mohammed and his traitor family. Yeah, it's a double entendre, traitor and traitor family for the Jesuits in order to create Islam. Just point that out to y'all. Again, I say I don't apologize for telling you all the truth. I do apologize that the truth might make you angry. But uh, and then there's another clever disclosure that I need to bring up really quick. In the Maya they have a reference to the creator of light. And then in scripture, which goes way way back further than even y'all think, it says the L created light and it was good. The L O M, the multiples, created light and it was good. Um let me point out to y'all that light is not a natural thing, it is a frequency. That locks you in to a very small band of existence. So in order to have created light. And it was good. It means that somebody created a trap. To contain something. Because if you are contained within a band of light. Then you're not observing everything. The way that you should be. Just like sound and electromagnetic frequency. If you are reduced to a very small electromagnetic frequency, very small sound frequency, and a very small light frequency, then you are literally inside of a trap. You are not existing in full. These clever disclosures are all over the place. That's the reason why I point out you cannot throw out the baby with the bathwater. If you do, you miss a lot. Light is not natural. You all had to be created. Think about that statement for a minute. Light is not natural. It was created. I would say it was created for the purpose of imprisoning something us. You know, some people say this is a refuge. Some people say it's a prison. Some people say it's a temporary home. Then you got the stories of the demiurge, a story of the L. I, it makes no damn difference to me. This is not a natural place. And anybody with any common sense and any, any ability to see beyond the indoctrination and the beliefs that they have been pounded with will see that this is not a natural place and understand it intuitively. Why did light have to be created? i say again, if it was created by someone, the LOM, which are not God's, or it was created by this Mayan character, who was the creator of light, then it is not natural. And it is not meant to be. Just pointing that out to y'all. So, that is the random thoughts. Just another collection of tangentials to go with the other tangentials that I've given you. Over the last couple of years. And a lot of this stuff is just esoteric stuff and occulted stuff that I wanted to get in and recorded and produced while I could. Man, I favor nothing, missing nothing, broken, nothing absent from your lives that are needed. And thanks for spending some time with me. I always appreciate it